0: This is Computer Talk with TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelp at tabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And Good morning. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric.
1: And I'm Bob. <laughs> and Bob is Bob Shuri. He's one of the MCSCs. He comes in and joins me on uh, the Saturday mornings to help uh, help me out with your computer questions, comments, and concerns. We're talking a little bit of Y2K today, uh, but let's quickly get to Sharik first because he's been on the, on the line the longest. Hey, Sharik, what can we do for you?
2: Hi, how are you? Good morning. Uh, but, uh, your show is very great. The Thank first you. First time caller. Oh, thank you. My question. I I lived through Y2K, but uh, not the root cause of Y2K was the COBOL programming, which th- they thought that won't last till Y2K. But right. Anyway. The
1: day. exactly. So, they you know what COBOL programming? They're looking for programmers they're still, still they're these still days. Around. They're still around. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're still looking for people. So what? What can we do for you?
2: No, the thing my my question is age old question. What, what's the uh, best laptop in the market right now? Mm. I would like to do a little bit more work uh, and some. I have some aspirations for doing blogging and yeah. website and some like programming a little bit. So uh, I mean, I looked at few, but my thing is my one technical question is yeah. this. I looked at one and they said the the hard drive is two fifty six k.
1: Yeah.
2: And if I buy them a one-terabyte hard drive, they will change the hard drive. They will input the hard drive. Is that inputting of a hard drive will change the whole computer or not? I mean, it
1: could. You know. So most likely oh, the 256-meg hard drive you were looking at most likely was a solid state. And
2: yeah, yeah, SSD or something.
1: Yeah, and the one-terabyte may not have been. Double-check oh. double that that one-terabyte is an SSD. If they're both oh. SSD... Then you'd oh, be fine.
2: Okay, that, that's a great question.
1: Yeah, okay, you want right. you so want to. What,
2: what, what's your opinion about the best laptop? If you can name one.
1: Yeah, I like name? I like the HP Elite X2s.
2: Elite X2.
1: Yes, it's like a tablet. It's also a good, very portable laptop, and you can you can connect uh, multiple large screen monitors to it. So, it is my go to laptop for work. And uh, oh, okay. it's right next to me. I use it here every day, every Saturday as well. It's a H- great
2: movie. HP Elite X2? Yes. Okay. Take Elite a look at X2. it. X2. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, sir. Thanks You're welcome, sherry sure. Great show. Great show. Okay, Our
1: right. pleasure. Thanks. All right. So uh, let's get back to your uh, Y2K discussion.
2: Hey, Russell.
3: Hi, guys. How are you guys doing today?
1: Doing fine. How are you?
3: All right. So I assume you guys are all Y2K compliant by now. We
1: are. by Well, yes, we are. And I guess the government finally is going to stop reporting on it. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a couple of funny stories. Um, I work in the landscape lawn care industry. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was an article that came out in one of the magazines that we get back in 1994. Yep, Like maybe it was 94, 95. And it says, hey, here's a review of all the new Software packages for landscape and lawn care people, yep. and make sure it's you know Y2K compliant. Right, and you know the only thing I can say about that is that you know landscapers are you know concerned to are considered to be like the the dumbest people out there, and even we were informed that there was a Y2K issue. <laughs> oh yeah, um,
1: everyone but, informed everybody.
3: But the the funny thing was is that I was using a DOS version of Quicken that I picked up like around ninety three. Yep, and it was working fine. Of course, and then around. Ninety six and ninety seven. I upgraded the module to a quick pay module, which would pay my payroll. Right. Okay. So it changed the command line from quicken forward slash q to quicken forward slash qp. Uh-huh. So when Y two K hit, yeah. When I went into the quicken quick pay module, it sent my computer back to nineteen twenty seven. Right. Yeah. Okay. Now, when I just did the regular Quicken command, like I just went just Q, not QP, right. it worked fine. <laughs> In other words, it worked The old before. program worked better. <laughs> the old program worked. They real. This is my opinion. Yeah. Okay. They realized it worked, so they gave you an upgrade that would fail for Y2K, so you'd have to buy an additional module.
1: So that was part of the issue with Y2K. A lot of the hype that came around it, yes, to, to Tom who called earlier, there were some issues that had to be corrected. Don't get anybody wrong there. But a lot of it was hyped to to cause refresh. And refresh is a good thing in computers, right? You don't want your nuclear subs running around with Windows XP. But um, they were forcing refresh so that you would get more current and they would use Y2K as the reason because um, there's so much unknown about it. So you're right, Rob. I would contend there was a lot of that. And Russell, that was a lot of that going on where you would find, hey, you got to be Y2K compliant and the stuff that you were running already was maybe. And the stuff they figured you would already had upgraded to wasn't, so they would get you again on on. Upgrade.
3: Yeah, I mean, and 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 to be honest with you, I, I, you know, on advice of my my stock broker at the time, I did buy some internet stocks, and I had one stock that doubled in one month. Right. You yeah. know, because I mean, it was driving the economy through the roof. I oh mean, anybody yeah. Who had tech or internet stocks, um, or owned a company or worked at a company, they were, you know, they were just rolling in the dough. They're um, investing, yeah, but, yeah. But I was a little, little frustrated with that in the sense that you know I have a, a system that works. I upgrade to a system that doesn't work, so I have to upgrade it again.
1: Exactly. Yes, you know, it so. is the nature of IT. Now they get you to rent it forever instead of making you upgrade. They, they've got a new model: rent it forever. It's called Office yeah. 65. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. I'm not. I don't think I'll be doing that. No.
1: Nope.
3: So. All right, Russell. All right, guys. Well, I enjoy your show. Thanks.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I bet you his lawnmowers are Y2K compliant. So just to give you an idea of my my point of view as to why I get so frustrated with this whole thing, just to refresh your memory. Hey, Joey, why don't you run some of the news spots of what happened with British Airways?
4: An international travel nightmare is unfolding in England this morning. British Airways canceled all flights from London's Heathrow and Gatwick airports following a massive computer failure. Both airports are congested with stranded travelers. The cause of the outage hasn't been determined, but British Airways says there's no evidence of a cyber attack. Service is not expected to be restored for several hours. So that's that's
1: just in the year 2017. Y2K was promising us airlines falling out of the sky. Okay? Now, the year 2017, some dingling in the in the data center flips a switch and the entire airline is shut off. Have we improved? Are we making progress here? I mean, Y2K, airlines out of the sky, trains, planes, automobiles all not able to work. <laughs> that didn't happen. But today it does happen. We're going the wrong way, people. There's something wrong. Let's go on to but again, our government just now is done reporting on Y2K compliance. Thank goodness. Let's go to Rob and Cheshire. Hey Rob.
0: Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah, you know, I, I worked in an OR uh, and every machine that plugged into a wall was never connected. to I mean, it was, all they did was it was like a toaster type stuff. <laughs> right. they, had to be, they had to be Y2K compliant. And I'm just wondering who made the protocols to make them compliant? What, what was that about? I mean, that was... Uh, but I agree, it was just like every single thing that had anything to do with electricity, never mind computers, yeah. had to be what they could
1: buy it. Exactly, they didn't want to turn your, whatever, whatever medical device, clinical device you used, you didn't want it to turn into a 12 o'clock flasher. But I bet you would contend that, you know, whatever device you're plugging into the wall there that's helping the patient didn't care what day it was. Didn't care what
0: day it was. <laughs> didn't know what day it was. It had right. nothing to do with the date. So it was just... Uh, it was lunacy. I, uh, yeah. I got to figure that out actually as the, as these stickers
1: started to appear all over the hospital it was really quite quite amusing I thought
0: right uh, and I and I also thought somebody's
1: making a lot of money <laughs> You're exactly right uh, and again I would say it was fueled a lot by the news media and all their crazy hype and then of course everyone just said well better safe than sorry not, yeah, not you know it. it's plugged in it's going to be got to be compliant so that's interesting Robbie you saw that
0: So I'm having an issue with my mail account. I I found my old CD. I'm running a a fairly new computer, and I'm on Windows 10. But I have an old uh, uh, 2003. uh, uh, What is the uh, office? The Microsoft Microsoft, uh, uh, mail account. The Office Suite. uh, Yes. Yeah, Outlook. And uh, Outlook. Thank you. And uh, when I when I go to
4: Send a piece of mail, and I type a name into the to the send to
0: list. Uh, the previous the, the previous name does come up, but so when but when I click on that, I can't. I have to actually type the entire email in each time because it won't retrieve it from my previous entry.
1: So the cache is messed up. The Outlook yeah. the Outlook cache that happens. You have any ideas, Bob, on cleaning that yeah, up? It's well, old. It's an old outlook.
4: It, yeah, it didn't come over when you when you migrated it, so you got to kind of rebuild it. There was an uh, NK2 uh, file that was an, on your old computer that didn't come over in the transfer, and that's well, where you...
0: it's in my it's in my uh, it's in my, uh, my uh, phone book. I, if I yeah, if I look for it, I can find it. Correct. And, but when I type it, just in the name, right?
4: I don't go to the phone book. Well, the N- nk K two file is your uh, is your autofill file.
1: It's a cache ah. that builds. It builds over time, Rob. Okay. And and in, in, you have to rebuild it now because when you moved it over, it didn't. That that cache did not come over, obviously, to your Win ten machine. And
4: uh, they got rid of that with uh, Outlook twenty ten. But that's basically the file.
1: Yeah, Is
0: it something that I should just upgrade? The, the, should I just get an upgrade of my mail account?
1: Well, you should be running something more current than Outlook 20, 2003. However, you're going to have a similar problem, I think, because you still have to build it's that cache. got to relearn.
4: Yeah, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, it
1: doesn't matter the version. So as you start rebuilding your cache for those user for those emails you send regularly, those names will pre-fill for you. Well, but,
0: so if I put the name, I've done this several times with the fairly common email that I put in. It it doesn't build it. Each time it appears, I click back on it. I try to click on it, and it it still won't retrieve it.
4: So you have some sort of corruption? No, I think you've probably turned it off. Okay. Is there a setting? uh, There's a setting to remember or not to remember to use autofill.
1: We can put a link there for you, Rob, on Computer Talk for that setting for 2003 Outlook if we can find it.
0: All right. I will look for it.
1: All right, sir. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you for calling.
0: Certainly. All right.
1: Bye-bye. But it is an issue when you migrate um from one outlook from you know from one computer to the next that cache file sometimes you don't f- migrate it over and you have to rebuild that cache it is a bit of a pain um and of course if it's a setting that is one of those issues we're going to step out for a quick break right Joey we got three lines open for you feel free to get online 80966WTIC522WTIC we're just reminiscing about Y2K and uh what went on back then uh because just recently our government decided to stop writing y2k compliant reports literally recently as a like this week <laughs> we'll be right back
0: that's great it starts with an earthquake birds and snakes an airplane lenny bruce is not afraid i have a hurricane listen to yourself uh, yes.
1: the end of the world thank you rem this is computer talk we're going to be here till 11 o'clock And uh, feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I want to bring up something about uh, uh, an event that's happening on Saturday. It's the the Simsbury Festival of Community Bands. And I think I've talked about this a lot. And if you're interested in picking up your old horn and joining uh, some of these groups, you should consider it. Uh, If you want to check them out and see what they do, on June 24th at the Simsbury Meadows Performing Arts Center, 22 Iron Horse Horse Boulevard in Simsbury, you're going to have a bunch of bands uh, from around the area performing. These are community bands. The Bristol Brass and Wind Ensemble, that's my group that I'm part of, uh, will be performing first at noon. And they go on from the Farmington Valley Band, Simsbury Community Band, South Windsor Community Band, Center Stage Jazz is going to be there, Middletown Symphonic Band, Solid Oak Big Band, and the Plainville Wind Ensemble ends it. So stop by if you've got some time on Saturday and check out some great community music. Um, by some folks who uh, are keeping live performing of music um, alive. And uh, harder and harder to find these days without paying an arm and a leg. This is this is free, I think. So check it out. and will put a link on Computer Talk as well. Let's get to your calls. Let's go to Kathy in Bristol. Hey, Kathy.
5: Hi. What's up? First of all, I want to say you guys have the patience of Joe listening to <laughs> Week after week. And you know what? He's also on Garden Talk, and I agree with the other guy when he says he's When he hears that guy um, start to talk, he he shuts it off, I do too.
1: Oh, you don't like Danny either?
5: Oh, God, he's so annoying. Is there a resident groupie? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Right,
1: Kat. Everyone's got their opinion.
5: (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm in need of getting a new computer, mm-hmm. and so I need advice as far as that. I don't need, you know, I'm not a gamer and all this other business. I'm just your basic person as far as getting a computer. All right. So I need to know as far as, like, the size of the processor and, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Sure. And I yeah, know you pro- I don't know if you don't already have it on your website, but anyway.
1: No, we don't have, uh, we don't have a link to anything specific, but we would generally okay. tell you minimally an i5 processor, Okay. I don't believe in i3 processors. I think they should be outlawed. They're really not computers as far as I'm concerned. So i5 processor, um, 8 gigs of RAM. Okay. All right. Uh, at least a terabyte a terabyte hard drive. Uh, okay. If you can find a hybrid hard drive, which will have some form of solid state as part of it, that would be a good idea. Okay. Um, then it's just a matter of how much uh, screen size you want as far as monitor. But that's up to you. I would say nothing less than twenty-two inches.
5: Really? That big? Yep. Is that big?
1: Well, and we're all getting
4: older, Kath.
5: <laughs> I have glasses. <laughs>
1: well,
4: yeah, I like the real estate. Was, but with- I like the the best monitor I like is my big screen on the wall.
1: <laughs> really? You put it right to the, the TV? Oh,
4: absolutely. You can sit there and it doesn't matter. You can blow the the things I have to sit on your couch and...
1: Yeah, he's doing it from you know, many feet away. Yeah. So, But yeah, 22 inches, anything smaller, Kath, is really... I wouldn't do it.
5: Okay.
1: But those are the basics. Now,
5: this is, I'm looking at a, um, a laptop.
1: You're looking at a laptop? All those yeah. things are still true, Um, That's except the laptop problem. itself is going to have more of a 15-inch monitor or a 17-inch monitor. That doesn't matter oh. of how heavy it will be for you, the footprint that it has. Okay. So a laptop... You know if you stick in a $600 range or so,
5: mm-hmm.
1: you should get all those things, but obviously look for a smaller screen size based on how heavy it is to drag around.
5: Okay, now, and then I would have to um, <coughs> excuse me load open DNS and malware bytes.
1: You should configure Open DNS, yes, and you can use the existing uh, Windows Defender antivirus, and that's all you really need.: Oh, Malware bytes okay. you really only need if you find yourself infected as far as I'm concerned.
5: Okay, so configure open DNS and then the defender is already preloaded. Exactly. Oh, okay. All right. So no one brand, just basically what you call
1: Yeah, you can look at you can, HP, Lenovo, there's plenty of them out there.
5: Oh, Okay. All right. Okay, that's good. All right, Kath. Thanks.
1: Right. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. We're going to be back after the news. Stick around. We have four lines open. Let us know what you did for Y2K, how you survived. We'll be right back. is ticking. Y2K is 17 years past us, and our government's still writing reports on
4: uh,
1: being Y2K compliant as of of just a week or so ago.
4: Just think of all the jobs that makes.
1: Well, exactly. Um, So, we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. While we wait for you guys giving us a ring, uh, there's uh, more major updates to your old Windows programs. Um, This June, Microsoft Patch Tuesday. Uh, they're going to be applying a record 94 vulnerability patches. This is a huge amount of vulnerabilities. I mean, you almost could say Microsoft is not even ITAR compliant, period. But uh, they're patching 94 vulner- vulnerabilities, including going back and patching, again, XP and Vista, which are no longer supported operating systems. Now, these were recently patched due to the WannaCry vulnerability that affected the British health system, and a lot of the folks over in Europe because they're running such old systems, unpatched um, systems. We here in America didn't see too many major issues from that WannaCry attack. But I guess there's a, a, a potential threat from a, a nation state. Now, they said they linked the WannaCry, WannaCry attack to the North Koreans. So while they were you know, stopping Sony from putting out that movie, they were also working on um, – Hitting old Windows XP computers. <laughs> but they say they linked it to the North Koreans. Um, how they did that, I have no idea. Probably, probably some, got it
4: from the Russians. Uh, maybe. <laughs> some
1: unknown source probably said that. But uh, they are there's a lot of updates that do need to be applied. So please keep updating your computers. It's, it's important. And if you are running some old XP and Vista systems, um, be aware that those uh, do need to be looked at. Uh, there's a lot of uh, companies out there in the manufacturing world that still run a lot of XP systems to interface with their um, additive machine uh, machining systems or their laser welding systems, and and uh, if they're on the network of any kind, they are vulnerable. And if you haven't patched them, the problem is you can't patch them because their machines running 24/7, and uh, you can't find a moment to patch it. And the problem will be then if you do patch it, you got to go through all this ISO compliance to make sure that. The new version is not going to cause any problem with your manufacturing process, so it's people tend to not update rather than update. But please consider doing that. We'll put a link up there at Computer Talk for, for that
6: information. And I figured out what the government's up to now that they're not writing reports. What is that? NASA. Yes? Those god-awful fidget spinners that kids have. Yeah, what are those? Now? I haven't seen them in my house. I, yeah. <laughs> well, you- they've concluded. <laughs> in the vacuum of space and in the international space station yeah. they will not spin forever nasa really? nasa has confirmed this so if there's any kids out there looking to be astronauts yep. in the future and you bring your fidget spinner with you it won't spin it forever it will not spin forever in space that's so that's what you know, nasa has been working on in the past couple days they've been confirming that <laughs> and how so, much
4: money did they spend on that research
6: god knows but at least they're not writing reports about a 17-year-old yes. problem how's that shrimp on the uh, treadmill doing yeah I that's, how that's true doing.
1: I don't understand that though. I mean, isn't that isn't inertia supposed to be, in space continue forever? But the
6: friction of the bearings, and even if you were ah. to do friction, if you were to basically magnetic bearings, mm-hmm. the resistance of the air will still eventually cause it to slow down within could, within the space. Yes, yeah. but even in the vacuum of space, a theoretical physicist yes. has said eventually it would slow down. It would take a long time, but it would slow down. Wow. I wonder if he's still paying off his student loans. So yeah, that's what NASA's been up to. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Feel free to get online, guys. One
1: 966 WTIC five two two WTIC. There's also a great uh, story from a a site called Seeking Alpha, and it's a great it's a stock site and talks about different companies. And the headline is Elon Musk begs the Feds, please end Tesla's tax subsidy. I've been saying this for quite some time. Um, it does seem kind of counter. Or, or even un-American, to offer a $7,500 tax credit to folks who are buying eighty dollars and $100,000 vehicles. If you're going to buy that vehicle, more power to you. But you don't need my tax money for, to to subsidize your purchase of the vehicle. And uh, Elon Musk is uh, begging it himself because there's some way that it'll actually improve his, his competitiveness if the tax subsidy goes away. So I'm all for having it go away. Um, but there's a there's a vulnerability or even a potential liability to the federal government of up to 3.75 billion dollars if uh, Tesla sells the half a million dollar half a million cars they say they will, and that tax credit is still offered. So we're going to give Tesla 3.75 billion dollars to sell hundred thousand dollar cars. I mean it's like subsidizing Gucci handbags so that women can buy these expensive handbags well, on the backs of our tax
4: dollars. How is he going to find if he doesn't get this money? No, he how doesn't is he going to finance it. his place his trips to Mars? Come no, on. Well,
1: that's true, but you he know? doesn't
4: he doesn't want it.
1: He uh he there, if this story is pretty interesting from Seeking Alpha, we'll put a link up there for you. He's he he, he contends that he'll have a better competitive advantage if the uh Tax subsidy I, was put the, away.
4: I've got a good used car for sale, cheap too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, they they are uh, getting seventy five hundred dollars in tax credits for a hundred thousand dollar vehicles. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's got to stop. It really has to stop.
4: Well, it's electric. It's going to save the planet. <laughs> yes, it is.
1: That's so a cheap investment. What did you have, Bob? Do you have anything else you want to bring up?
4: Oh yeah, I got a man drives a tiny car into a convenience store, and damages nothing.
1: The car was that small?
4: Yeah, it's one of those little smart uh, two-for-ones. That's what it's called. It's called a two-for-one? No, it's called a four-two. F-O-R-T-W-O. It's okay. a smart car. Yeah. Okay, it's tiny. Very popular in China. Sure. I think it holds one person. Wow. So he drove through the front door in between the aisles, and he got the uh, the uh, the clerk to come out from behind the counter. Pulled the stuff off the shelf that he wanted, gave it to him. He paid him the money. Yeah. The guy rang it up, brought it back, gave him his change, and he backed out the door and was on his way. He did it on that's purpose? drive-in convenience. He did it on purpose, you think? Oh, absolutely. There's a video on it. Oh I, we can gosh. put up a link to that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> the car's so small, you could just drive in. Uh,
1: I see those cars on our highways, and I just think of them as soccer balls. <laughs> I mean
4: yeah. Well you remember the uh commercial they used to have for seatbelts years ago. Maybe uh I'm dating myself mm. here. But they used to have this uh like an egg on wheels. Okay. And if you had a uh a crash yeah. when you weren't wearing seat belts, it would fly. Know, the egg would fly. It'd be, out. be like the egg, you know, yeah, would just of smash and you would be part of You'd be what was left. So yeah. And those smart cars just reminds me of those eggs on wheels because <laughs> they're small. Yeah. The, the wheels are all the way to the front and all the way to the back.
1: Yeah. I'm sure there's so, folks out there that, that believe in them, but I would be nervous if I, I was in a, in a car accident with that those if things. If
4: you hit the brakes hard enough, yeah. it would They're supposed out. to have a good
1: roll cage. I mean, again, that's why I think of them as soccer balls. But know. they're supposed to have a good roll cage. So you're supposed to be able to survive being punted across the highway by a... A tractor trailer?
4: See, you get a big car with a nice long nose and a big rear end. <laughs> it's got a, big, a bigger crumple zone to absorb the impact so that the passengers survive.
1: Yeah. Well, that's crazy. All right. Well, that's that's an interesting story where the guy would drive into a convenience store like that.
4: Yeah. That's a CNET article. I'll put a link up for that. Very good. Or at least Mike we're will. S- well,
1: we're going to step out for a quick break. we got four lines open, guys. We'd love to hear your stories about Y2K. Uh, now that the government is going to stop writing reports on compliancy, for our government uh, technologies. How, what did you guys do for Y2K? Do you remember how you survived that world-ending event? I mean, you survived the ozone hole. You survived the ice age that was coming in the 70s. You survived Y2K. How well,
4: did you do it? Well, how about the Earth being burned up by the sun?
1: Well, that's always happening.
4: Well, yeah. Well, you got to watch the Twilight Zone from the 60s. Uh, Come on. they got that. an episode on all of that.
1: <laughs> we want to know how you did with Y2K. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Joey's getting his journey Asia, Asia fixed because I guess they played in Mohegan last night, right? Are you going to see the concert? Are they playing again? No. All right. But I do know. <laughs> so there's some more news out here. You guys are, I'm not sure what's going on this morning, but we're we have four lines wide open. Feel free to get online. Uh, there's some more news that I wanted to bring up about Facebook. Uh, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, a lot of the uh, Islamic terrorists out there use Facebook to recruit and uh Facebook and other social media companies are more often now trying to uh, moderate these uh, folks and get them off the social media feeds. However, there was a security flaw that has exposed those moderators' identities to the terrorists. You know you got a problem with your cloud if you're doing that so there are uh, there are some folks in Ireland, about forty of them uh were exposed they're part of a counter terrorism department at Facebook, and their profiles were exposed to the bad guys um, and you, you just can't you know you got to get this stuff right folks if if you're if you are gonna do the right thing and turn off these these uh social media sites so the terrorists can't use them to recruit you, you can't put your people at risk by having this type of dingling action occur they literally sent to the terrorist news feed, the profiles of the folks who turned them off. <laughs> I mean, you can't make that up. And you would think a company like Facebook would understand how to deal with credentialing and users on their site. I mean, that's like the most key aspect of a cloud-based system is credentialing. Folks getting on, folks getting off, and having that, that information. And to have it leak like this, there's a, a Tech Times article, and also this is reported in the Guardian um, that this occurred just late last year, and um, you know, if you want people to actually do the work of policing social media, you gotta you gotta protect them. Now, of course, you could always talk about whether or not they should be policing social media um, as far as free speech goes, because you know, one person's terrorist is somebody else's freedom fighter, um, and uh, could you find yourself, you know, Boston Tea Party folks throwing tea in the in the and the harbor would be considered terrorists back then. So, again, it's always a slippery slope, but I think we can all agree um, for the most part, Islamic terrorism is something we want to stop. <laughs> um, but uh, to actually expose moderators that are actually doing that work is really unconscionable. So, I'll put that link up here for you at computertalkwithtab.com. You can take a look at it. It is uh, pretty interesting. Uh, feel free to get online at WTIC, 522 WTIC. Um, And we'd love to hear your stories about Y2K and what you dealt with. Um, We talked about it. It was something that we've been on the show now for 22, 23 years. So Y2K was something we talked about quite often um, in the late 90s as it was coming up, trying to figure out why everyone was freaking out. I mean, yes, Tom called up and talked about some of the things that could have occurred. And I still think uh, it was was overhyped. A lot of people made a lot of money um, updating systems that really didn't need to to be updated or even certifying systems that had nothing to do with dates that would have not ceased to function anyways. Um, So people were running around with their chickens with their heads cut off to try to make sure everything was Y2K compliant. Nothing occurred um, of any real substantial thing. I mean, I I can't recall anything really happening after Y2K, Bob. Do you remember anything occurring? I mean, obviously somebody would say, hey, we all did a great job making sure nothing would happen. (laughs) But I don't remember anything happening back then. Nothing at all. Well, It, it all yeah. survived.
4: Let's face it, you know, um, back 40 years ago, the world was going to end because we were going to all be burned up by the sun because of the ozone hole. Right. And uh, they fixed it.
1: Well, I heard actually that the inc- increase in global warming actually closed the hole.
4: Well, yeah. I've the, heard then, that. Yeah. So now it caused global cooling. Mm. So, you know, we can't call it global warming anymore. We have to call it climate change. Right. I call it seasons myself,
1: <laughs> but again, you know, we're dealing with Y two K and the fact that our government literally just stopped filling out Y two K compliance reports just this week. Um, that's just crazy to me.
4: Yeah, just look at all of the report uh, Y two K compliance report guys that are going to be out on the out of street work. Now.
1: Yeah, you're right. I do feel for those guys.
4: And we got to have a new jobs bill.
1: They'll be outsourced. <laughs> Let's go to Don in Collinsville.
4: Hey, Don, what's
1: up?
3: Yeah, I just want to uh, the uh... All the new, newer computers. I'm looking for a la- new laptop. You know, and yeah. a lot of them now come with a for Wi-Fi, right? An a- AC adapter. You know, yes. years, years ago it was G, and now I've got an N. I've right. got an N uh, router now. Now it's AC. So I've got a an N router, a dual band. It's a Linksys. Uh, it's an N router. I forgot the model number, mode, but yep. what what happens when that? You know, it sends the signal to an AC adapter
0: on your laptop. I mean, it's just. Is
4: it compatible? Yeah, you're not going to have any problem with it. The thing is with the the N standard, it runs um, a single stream, and it's uh, basically 300 megabit capacity, which seems pretty good. But AC has 1.3 gigabit capacity, and it's MIMO technology, which is multiple in, multiple out, which means that if you're running an N router, All of your computers in your house is going to be sharing that bandwidth. The 300. The 300. Okay. But if you're running an AC, then what happens with the MIMO technology is each device gets basically two connections because it uses two antennas, Mm -hmm. one in each direction. So you're getting that 1.3 gigabit speed for each device on your network.
1: Much fatter, much fatter bandwidth there.
4: And okay. it's individual bandwidth versus shared bandwidth.
1: So it'll work, Don, but you could so be I, faster.
5: Okay, But I, okay, I should get. No, you I shouldn't. Mean, should you, really for should what I you're doing it, in your house, router?
1: no, you shouldn't change anything. For what
4: you're doing in your house, it's probably more than adequate.
1: Yeah, you're not. You're not getting any faster than 300 megabit internet speeds, are you? You're not paying for that, are you? No. Then, no. then you're fine, Don. I
0: gotta. I gotta find that out. Uh, the. Uh, yeah, I guess it will ultimately be limited by what's coming into the house.
3: Correct. The table, exactly.
1: Exactly. So if your you're home, you'll be fine. All right.
0: Thank you. All right, sir. Great show.
1: Great show. We appreciate it. Thank you very much, guys. I want to thank all of you guys for joining us on the Saturday morning. Thank you, Joy, for producing. Thank you, Mike G., for posting everything. Stick around. Dr. Licey's up next.
4: See you next week.